Hello, and welcome back to the Chatty Cathy Podcast. This is going to be episode number five, and I am, I'm looking forward to this one today because I, I think it'll be similar enough to what I've been doing, but also different enough from what I've been doing. Um, and by that, I mean that this would make for an amazing YouTube video that I do not know how to make, so I will not be making it into a YouTube video. But it's also not going to be too deep, nothing too crazy. Um, I'm really just like, I don't know, I have so much content that I want to put out there, but I want to pace myself. I don't want to put all the deep stuff out super duper early. I don't want to put all the shallow stuff out super duper early. I'm trying to really um, just establish like my voice on this. And I feel like, I feel like my approach ever since doing the Reddit react kind of thing has been that I'm just gonna try to stay as casual about it as possible and so maybe I'll choose some more like casual topics. Um, I'm not necessarily looking to be like a comedy act but I'm not necessarily looking to be you know your um, personal help podcaster if you get what I'm saying. So I was trying to figure out what am I gonna do this week that kind of falls into the category of not being too much, not being too little and I think I said I think I just said this week as if I haven't been you know making a new podcast episode every day which by the way I'm definitely not going to maintain that that's not going to be the case at all but I want to put out some content um just to have like a baseline just to have something to start getting me going with the momentum if you get what I'm saying but I definitely don't plan on posting daily for like the rest of my life or for the rest of this podcasting era of mine um but I do I have been trying to record every day. Um, I just think that for me, oh my gosh, I'm going to be posting my fifth episode on the fifth. That's kind of fun. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll play into that. I don't know what I'm thinking. Honestly, I'm being really silly right now. You probably aren't even following my train of thought because I don't think I've verbalized it, but, um, basically, yeah, I, I'm just trying to figure out some stuff that I can be putting out there right off the bat to kind of gain some steam, gain some momentum, but not get too crazy. And on top of that, I feel like a lot of the content that I want to go into in the future has been, um, like I've, is it called scratching the surface? That doesn't sound right. Um, but I feel like I've kind of referenced a couple of these other, like I have certain, certain episodes that I want to have, um, that have been inspired by things that I've already recorded. Um, or just knowing that I want to get there eventually but they're all um pretty related to each other and again I just want to work on the pacing and I don't want to do a bunch of super duper heavy stuff um in the first week Mm, you know for the first couple of days I've been trying to balance out the content but I don't think anyone cares except for me um but regardless as I was thinking about what to do today I was like what what can I do that will be fun but also you know uh give me a little bit hmm I don't know how to explain this, but, like, kind of credibility, that's literally not what I'm meaning to say at all, in all honesty. I'm just, I don't want it to be too deep. I don't care. I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to say here is I don't want to do anything too deep, but I also don't want to do, like, another Reddit React. That was super fun for me, but I don't think I need to do that. So I was like, what's kind of in between? I think that what I'm going to do today is definitely leaning on like the reaction side of things, but that's okay. Um, cause again, I feel like it's helping me to kind of establish my voice cause it is more casual, which I really enjoy. Um, so all of this rambling has been leading up to me talking about the fact that, uh, I 
Today, I decided that we are going, I am going to be doing a social media tier list. And basically, what that means is that I am going to be, uh, I have nine different social medias. Um, I have Facebook, YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and Be Real. And I'm going to put together a tier list. Um, it's my own personal tier list. I'll be just talking about what each of the apps means to me, uh, you know, as if they're freaking pets in my life. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, uh, Buddy, and he is my personal support dog, and over here I have Skipper, he's my emotional support turtle, um, but, anywho, yeah, all of these apps mean something to me, um, most of them mean very little to me, a couple of them honestly do have, like, a special spot in my heart, which is embarrassing to say that, because, um, just as a disclaimer, I, like, really dislike social media, I think most people can admit that they don't like social media that much. Like, we can, I feel like we can all see the benefits of it, but we all see just how much it's detrimental to our well-being um, as a society and just just recognizing that we are very fortunate that somehow, some way, like, it is possible that we can connect and socialize with people in all different corners of the globe. But at the same time, it's causing a lot of people pain um, and uh, just is not always used for the most pure, uh, intentions and not always for the reasons that I'm sure that their designers intended them to be. So, um, just acknowledging that super important right off the bat because I, it's probably not fair for me to be like, I don't know, this is for my own amusement anyway, but it's not really fair for me to be saying like, oh, I hate this app, hate this app. This one's like awesome and totally elite. Like, it's not necessarily fair for me to be saying that just because I am, I, I have my own opinions of, like, social media as a whole anyway, and so it's, like, if your opinions of social media are different than mine, then, of course, we're going to have different tier lists, and I don't mean to, I, my one thing that I was hesitant about with this is, like, I don't mean to come off as, um, feeling superior to anyone because I don't use, well, I don't even think I said this explicitly, I don't really use social media, and I'm not trying to, um, come off as being superior because I don't use social media. I think that a lot of people get annoyed with people who are like, oh yeah, I'm not on social media, you know, cause it's almost like they have this, um, it's like they think that they're better than you because they don't have social media. That's not how I feel at all. I feel like I have just been pushed to a certain point where social media just does not work for me. And I'm happy that other people have been able to find out a way to make social media work in a positive way for them. But either I fall into an uh, um, fall into extreme like fear of missing out fear of being left out with social media or I am mindlessly scrolling for hours and that's just not the life that I'm trying to live so it, it I just don't have a very um positive um I, I don't have very positive interactions with social media that are mostly my fault and so I was like well I mean if if you're not enjoying social media for like the creative um, and social purposes that it's meant for, then why are you even on it? So I've, I've gotten rid of most of my social media. Um, but it doesn't mean that I can't still do a social media tier list. Honestly, maybe I'll be a little bit, no, I'll probably be a lot more biased, but anywho, uh, I, I want, I want to do this because I think it's fun. Um, and I got the chance to educate myself just a little bit more on social media in general while preparing for, for this. And by that, I mean, literally just looking up when they were, um, founded and, how many people use them, but regardless, it's interesting to be educated on these things, um, I'd like to be a scholar, uh, but yeah, so, 
Anywho, I have nine different um, social media platforms, and I'm just going to be talking about them. So let's get started. Um, and yeah, so first one is Facebook. Facebook is the first one, and I'm going to be referencing these um, in order. This is not my tier list yet. Sorry, I'm educating you guys, by the way. Um, this this first section is me educating y'all and myself. So I put these in order of what is oldest to newest, and the oldest one that I put on there was Facebook. It's not the... Actually, you know what? I was going to say it's not the first social media that was ever made, which it is definitely not the first way that people were socializing via media, but... I think that Facebook really, like, broke some ground with the social media category. It was um, launched in 2004, and before that, we had, uh, what did everyone always used to talk about? We had, like, the different messenger apps. Um, I'm, I, It's weird. I'm, like, trying to look to see what even came before Facebook. And, oh, it's so funny because I looked on Wiki, Wikipedia, to see what, what they were saying, and I was just blown away by the fact that Skype is considered a social media, which it does make sense because when I was looking up social media platforms, like they came up with like iMessages and WhatsApp. And I'm like, yes, I mean, definitely that's helping you to socialize. But when I think of social media, I think of something that's more for like posting. Um, and I feel like with Skype, um, iMessages, uh, WhatsApp, like those are definitely for socializing, but not from like a media standpoint, if that makes any sense. So I feel like the way that I, I defined social media is when you're actually like posting media, for example, videos, um, uh, blogs or pictures, you know what I'm saying? Um, but so anywho, Facebook really did like break break, uh, it was groundbreaking is what I'm trying to say for all other social media platforms. Cause it really was the first one. It, oh, you know what? Actually before Facebook, it says that MySpace was there. I don't know a single thing about MySpace, but I always hear older people talking about the fact that they were using MySpace. That used to be like their main way of communicating. But again, I feel like that was more of like a communication platform as opposed to social media, um, like posting images and given, given, let me just explain this. Like I was born in 2003. I think I finally started using social media in 2000, 2014, probably. I know I was in fifth grade. So if I'm doing my math correctly, that's about right. So probably about 2014. So keep in mind, I don't know hardly anything about social media before my own social media area or era of 2014. Um, but I, I don't know what Facebook was like when it started out. I know what Instagram was like when it was pretty new. I know what Snapchat was like when it was relatively new. And those are probably the only two that I really know about from, um, from like pretty much when they were introduced, they were pretty much a part of my life given, uh, and again, I'll say the years that all these were introduced, but like Instagram, Snapchat, I think those came like, those were introduced probably in 2010 ish. I think it's, yeah. So in about 2010, so I was like a couple years late to the trend, but there, there was not nearly as much progress being made with social media apps as quickly I feel like back then um but again that's just like subjective to me and what I witnessed because I was super young at the time um if that makes any sense I don't think that made much sense but anywho so Facebook ground breaking um and it has let me let me tell you Facebook um by the way I think most of us at this point know Mark Zuckerberg the man in charge Honestly, he gets a lot of hate. I I 
am quite an entrepreneur myself, so I want to give another entrepreneur like the benefit of the doubt. I I want to acknowledge the fact that I think it's super cool that he believed in himself and made something huge out of something that so many people told him that he couldn't. Ended up dropping out of Harvard to go pursue this. Like people people did not believe that he'd be able to make this um make this as big as it is. And I I would almost guarantee that when he started Facebook, he could have never imagined how big it would get. And it has and this is according to the first answer when I Googled um, how many Facebook users are there. The first answer told me that there are apparently 2.96 billion Facebook users in the world. Which, if you think about that, our world is about 7 billion people. I don't know what the current stats are on that. I didn't even bother looking that up. But that's about half of the world. Maybe, let's say that we have, you know, 8, 8 billion people in the world. A third of the world, right? Like, it were between half and a third of the world use Facebook. And I'm like, what? That's craziness. I could, oh my gosh. Like, good on him that he grew it that much. Obviously, there's a bunch of, like, privacy issues and whatnot. But at this point, if you're a billionaire, you probably have done something to violate other people's privacy anyway. So, like, maybe we can give this man a break. I don't know. Um, sorry if that was, like, a political statement or something. I don't really care. But yeah, Facebook, um, I, it's funny because I don't even think that I have a Facebook account. That's one thing that I feel like I need to put out here. I don't think I've ever had a Facebook account. I'm sure that when I'm old and have children, I will. So that way I can, you know, be showing off to my friends what my life is like um, and like be staying in touch or whatever. But part of me says that my generation isn't going to use Facebook to stay in touch. For some reason, I see us continuing. I feel like most of us use Instagram as our parent, like to our parents' Facebook accounts. Like my parents have Facebook. That's how they stay in touch with people. I feel like because my generation hasn't really grown up in the Facebook era, we're more likely, we grew up in more the Instagram era, we're more likely to just stick with Instagram as it is. So I'll probably just stick with Instagram and that will be the way of knowing like what my friends are up to and where they are in their lives and their careers with their kids and families, um, you know, whatnot. But that's just something that I've thought about before. I don't know if other people are on the same page as I am, but for some reason I just don't imagine our entire generation making a shift to Facebook after we get past like a certain threshold in age, you know? Like we already know Instagram so well. I don't know many of my friends that have Facebook to use it for Facebook. I don't even think I know any friends that have Facebook to be honest, unless it's like one of those, because a lot of the time you can log into certain apps using Facebook, like a Facebook account or whatever, but I don't really, none of us really use it if I'm not mistaken. But then again, I don't really use social media at all anyway, so maybe I'm super behind and I don't, I don't have any idea what's going on. But yeah, um, I don't have Facebook. I don't know hardly anything about it other than that it's a good way to keep people posted on your life and let people know some groundbreaking stuff that's going on. Every once in a while, my parents will send me Facebook posts and I will be like, bro, you got to screen record it because I can't see it because um, that's just like how irrelevant Facebook is in my life. But um, I don't know. I think that the idea... It makes a lot of sense. Um, I just, I think that it was a great place to start and people have just been kind of refining the entire Facebook idea in general to make it more modern. I, again, I literally have no right to be speaking because I hardly know anything about Facebook. But I think that this is just my opinion as someone who is a part of the iGen, which I've kind of talked about before. Or have I? Maybe that was in the first episode that I really did that I didn't include. I don't remember. Have I explained that I'm a part of the iGen? Uh, 
Hmm. I think that I probably did. If I didn't, I'm a part of iGen, which means I'm a part I'm a part of Gen Z. Does that sound right? Gen Z? Uh, I don't know. I get confused at this point. I think we're supposed to be working our way backwards to the alphabet with those generations, but I like iGen because that one just is so fitting for what I grew up with because, because you know, um, t- as much as I hate to admit it, like, my generation is the one that really we adapted technology and it became a part of our everyday lives during my growing up and during my youth, so I've grown up with all these different technological advances that every generation before me did not have. Uh, definitely had technology before me, before my generation, but like, was it accessible in the way that it is when I was growing up? No. So, anywho, being a part of the iGen, I think that my opinion is going to be totally different about what um, Facebook is specifically. So, anywho, again, I'm just not the most valid person to be talking about Facebook, but I will anyway, because that's just how I, how I roll. Even if I'm not the most valid person to be giving my opinion, I'll still give my opinion, because doesn't mean that my opinion's valid, it just means that I have an opinion, you know what I'm saying? Um, okay, next one, 2005, we have YouTube, and YouTube, I am so curious how YouTube has changed over the years, the only thing that I've witnessed for myself personally, because I was not really allowed to watch YouTube as a kid, my my parents were concerned that I was going to come across something inappropriate, and you know I think that that's totally valid. I don't I don't even know if it was an option. I'm sure that it was an option for like you know child mode to be on or whatever to kind of keep mature content from coming up on a kid's screen. But I don't really recall YouTube was not a big part of my growing up. I know that for my brother and my sister. Um, they were kind of like iPad kids, not like really, but definitely, you know, it was always some whenever you had free time after doing your homework or, you know, at night on the weekends, whatever, it was like you can have the iPad and you can watch YouTube videos. So my sister and brother definitely grew up with YouTube videos. I don't think that I did. Um, and my sister was born in 2006. My brother was born in 2010, if that gives you any reference. And I honestly think there was a huge shift. Like, I don't know where, but somewhere between 2003 and 2006, when me and my sister, you know, were born or whatever, there was kind of a shift in how much technology kids were being exposed to. I feel like I was probably one of the last generations, maybe, or not generations, but like last age groups. So maybe like people born in 2004 would agree with this. Um, But I feel like we made it because like in fifth grade that's when I feel like technology became very normal for me um but before that that wasn't necessarily the case I had a phone technically it was like an iPhone that didn't do anything I think that I did have YouTube on that app uh, or I did have the app um of YouTube on that phone but I don't remember using it and maybe in like in all honesty maybe that's just because once I got to fifth grade that's when like you're allowed to start using that kind of technology but again I just don't think that like now all of a sudden I'm seeing third graders have an Instagram account and a Snapchat account and I'm like wait what that seems odd to me so I think that there's definitely kind of a shift right um and again I didn't grow up on or I didn't grow up on YouTube that's like a kind of a defining quality and kind of how how old you were with all the technological advances I feel like is it's like if you grew up with YouTube as a pastime that like says something about how young you are right whereas if you didn't and I'm speaking I know that there are so many people 
who would listen to this and just kick themselves who were born in like 1996 and are like bruh are you kidding me like none of these things were normal until I was in college you know but like again this is why my opinion is not the most valid um and that's why I always say like take what I say with a grain of salt because I don't really know entirely what I'm talking about all I know is that YouTube was not super big for me growing up I remember when the icon was, it was like kind of like an old square TV icon as opposed to like the red play button, which I think is super interesting. I wonder when they made that transition. Um, very interesting. But I think that YouTube has probably stayed the most consistent of most of the social media apps from what I've gathered. I know that they did recently transition to including shorts, which I think sucks. I really don't like that. Um, it feels like ever since TikTok was introduced, everyone wants to do shorts. I'm pretty sure Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube all do that. Uh, again, maybe not the most educated thing to say, but YouTube did add shorts. But before that, I feel like they stayed pretty consistent with the way that they operated. Like, I can't think of any big updates or changes that YouTube has made uh, that's really, like, made it different. Um, but again, I, I'm not the most knowledgeable on what it was like from the very beginning, especially not in 2005. Cause like, again, that was two years after I was born. So why would I know anything about what it was like starting off? But I do remember when it was the Brown square, uh, TV, like box TV for the logo, which is interesting. Um, and that one, that one has 2.6 billion users. And I, yeah, some of these numbers make a lot of sense for me. Others of them kind of show me what a bubble that I'm living in. And I think that for YouTube to have, that's almost the same amount of users as Facebook. That makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like YouTube is just so beneficial um, because the the videos can be used for content, like, again, kind of like as a media, a, a form of media. But they also feel like they can, like, unlike most uh, social media platforms, I would say, it can be a lot more educational and informative just because, I mean, if you think about it, and I'm just now having this, like, revelation and epiphany almost, like, what is the one social media platform that no one would really get mad at you for having in school? Obviously, if you're watching something that, like, you're not supposed to be watching at the time, you'll get in trouble, but... YouTube if you think about it like for me with my school experience especially in high school like if you're trying to learn something we'll throw on a YouTube video isn't it odd to think about the fact that teachers are literally using social media to educate their children that's awesome I think it's super awesome but in retrospect realizing that social media or that YouTube is technically a social media platform like that just seems th those two seem to kind of like conflict with each other right it's like we're using this as in our school to help kids to learn but at the same time social media is distracting and obviously teachers are in charge of what they're playing on these youtube videos but the point is that they're still accessing social media in order to play these videos interesting right like you wouldn't have someone pull up uh, at least i don't think so i mean maybe maybe we're shifting again but i cannot imagine a teacher pulling up their tiktok account and being like hey guys watch this tiktok you know what i'm saying interesting um, just some food for that. I don't know why I've never really considered that before, but isn't that, I don't know. Have any, has anyone else thought about that before? Interesting. Because seriously, of like this entire list of all nine of them, that's the only one that I'm like, yeah, my, my teachers were cool with just bringing that up. Um, 
obviously like we'd have social media accounts for my school to follow but it obviously like that's not going to be educational so interesting um okay next one that i have is reddit and reddit was founded in the same year of 2005 and in all honesty it's kind of odd my relationship with reddit is kind of odd because I've watched YouTube for so long. Um, I think that I probably like finally started getting into it in middle school, maybe seventh or eighth grade would be my guess, maybe sixth grade. Um, But Reddit is one of those things where, and like when I was watching YouTube, oftentimes I would watch react videos. And one of the reasons that I had the idea to do a tier list is because those are like YouTube videos that I've seen. And a lot of the time, like, I'm thinking PewDiePie, for example. PewDiePie or Reaction Time. I think, yeah, Reaction Time, that sounds right. Um, Those were, like, two channels that I used to watch a lot of. And they would do tier lists. I don't think Reaction Time actually technically did a tier list. Those were just reaction videos. But PewDiePie definitely has made tier lists. And he used to react to Reddit, like, subreddits all the time. Um, And... So I knew about Reddit, but I I honestly think that I just thought it was like this foreign concept that I could never actually join Reddit and that it was just like out in the ether and only like gamers and YouTubers knew about Reddit. But it would turn out that uh, 1.6 billion people use Reddit. So that's also like a very widely used social media platform. And that would surprise me. Um, Again, I guess that a lot of my opinions on whether or not these apps are as popular as they are or not is definitely related to like my own sphere of influence and I just did not grow up with friends who would use reddit like we all had instagram and snapchat I think that those were yeah instagram and snapchat everyone had that um but I never heard people talking about reddit and I don't know it like if it's just like I don't, I was, for me, it kind of felt like a niche as opposed to something that a lot of people would be using, but the numbers say that 1.6 billion people worldwide are using Reddit. That's craziness. That is insane, especially because I've gone so much of my life believing that, like, oh, only gamers, YouTubers use that, but it's, like, lots of people use it, and it's been interesting because I just, like, I've downloaded Reddit before. It took, it didn't make any sense to me. I think that when you're accessing Reddit from a computer versus from a phone, it's a lot easier to navigate. A lot of the time, that's not the case. I Like, for example, Snapchat or Instagram on a computer, those are really difficult to navigate on a computer. Maybe not really difficult, but more hard. Um, harder, whatever the word be, would be for that. But um, yeah, I, I think that Reddit is a lot more tricky for me to use on my phone, so I really enjoy using it on a computer. But I just got an account, like, within the past couple weeks, I finally started, like, experimenting with reddit before i kind of gave up and i was like i can't figure out how to navigate the comments it doesn't make any sense to me so i just kind of deleted it and gave up but i decided to give it another go recently because the cool thing about reddit is that it's a lot um i think the the thing that i like about it is that it's very like communal and so you can join these communities and make online friends which i've never been the biggest fan of online friends but then again like kind of to recap what I was going over on my second episode of Almost 20 is like being a young adult can be very isolating and so it's one of those things where I was like hmm I mean maybe I could benefit from getting the chance to utilize this these technological advances to my benefit and use them to try to meet people around me Um, even though I have 
the tendency to be very like old-fashioned and traditional in that sense I also was like you know what like it's okay if you want to like try making friends online and what's a good way to do that I think that reddit makes it a lot easier given I haven't necessarily actively joined any communities but the the resources are out there and I feel like it's a lot easier to find those resources on reddit than it would be on say instagram right um but these are just my own experiences and maybe people would argue that it's super duper easy to find communities on instagram but I I've enjoyed reddit so far um I think that the cool thing about it again is just that it's very communal I like that there's subreddits for literally it seems like anything and everything that you could ever want it does become overwhelming um to try to navigate it I would say but that makes a lot of sense when you have 1.6 billion users of course there are going to be there's going to be some overwhelm to it but overall I've been enjoying it I don't really have much to say about um what it was like in in the beginning because I only knew that it was a thing when I was on when I first started like watching YouTube videos um and even then again like I didn't think it was accessible because no one around me was talking about it so it's been interesting to kind of realize that like I have known so little about Reddit and now all of a sudden that like I've, I've joined it I'm beginning to understand like what the whole deal is with it but I'm still learning um I don't know I, I really I think it's cool though I wish that I knew more about what it was like when it first came out but you know that's just how it goes sometimes I kind of feel like I'm behind on something but then again like none of the people around me use it so maybe it's it's valid that I'm like this maybe now I'm the odd one out but again my like sphere of influence has such it really affects my opinions of all these apps I think is what I'm realizing um next one is Twitter I have I have a Twitter account I literally think I still have it downloaded on my phone, but I never use it. And I have one friend who was just, like, the Twitter guru out of all, like, anyone that I knew. He just loved Twitter and would use it all the time. Um, I don't know anything about Twitter other than that it's really good for, like, news and sharing very, like, short information. Um, I think it's it can be really funny. You know what? <laughs> this has been my experience with Twitter. My experience with Twitter is that I read tweets on Instagram. That's, <laughs> that is my experience with Twitter, basically. Like, I don't have a Twitter account. Again, I think that sometimes, like, because you can have, like, threads, right? Like, a, a Twitter thread on Reddit. You can have, like, Reddit threads, right? So, threads overall just tend to overwhelm me. And I feel like half of what Twitter is is just a bunch of threads, a bunch of comments, a little bit difficult to navigate. I also, here's one thing that I dislike about Twitter. I don't like how, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me as if there's some sort of random algorithm that decides to update your friends on what you've, like, liked or reposted, um, and then certain things it doesn't tell other people. It's like, I just liked seven different things, but you decided to, you know, alert my friends that I liked just this one in specific. I don't know. I can't figure out the algorithm, and I've never worked to, like, try to understand how it works. I sincerely am so ignorant as to how most social media works especially when it comes to Twitter but that's just something that I personally find to be a little bit odd um just like I don't understand I just don't understand I don't also also that's another thing I don't like being able to see what other people have liked or shared well it's one thing if they've shared it like you can see um you know what? Hold on. Now all of a sudden I feel like I need... I'm not going to go on Twitter. I feel like I need to go on Twitter just to see if what I'm remembering is correct. But, like, it's it's weird because 
I guess it does share what you like repost, right? But I kind of wish it would just share what you post. Like if it only shared what you posted, maybe that'd be easier. I don't know. I, all of a sudden, I'm like, I don't even remember what Twitter is. So maybe I should stop talking about it. Um, I did not say what year it came out in, I don't think. It came out in 2006, and this number surprised me. Um, this was one of those numbers where I was like, really? Are you kidding me? That's it? Um, it's still a huge number, but not nearly as much as I was thinking. Oh, also, well, hold on. Let me say the number before I forget it. The number is 450 million, which was shocking to me. Um, then, also, I totally, totally forgot to say this. Uh, I should have made a note of this, like, in my little note sheet on what I want to talk about. But can we talk about the fact that, hold on, is it Twitter? Yeah, it's Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, Elon Musk is in charge of Twitter now? Is that correct? I feel like that's fake news. Like, have you guys ever read The Onion? That feels like one of those topics that The Onion would publish, like, Elon Musk buys Twitter and makes people pay to get verified or whatever. Isn't it like eight bucks to confirm that you're a real person or something like that? Super odd. I don't, I don't know anything. I've watched like a couple of YouTube videos on it, but never enough to like, honestly, it's probably not even YouTube videos. It's probably YouTube shorts. Um, but like, I, that's what I've heard. And I, I'm gathering that this is a reality, but like, what? Why does Elon want Twitter? Maybe I could do an entirely different episode on Elon and his new little baby of Twitter. It's like, Bro, you're literally launching spaceships. Why do you need Twitter? Like, that's just silly to me. But, I mean, I know that this man... He's a smart man. He definitely has a reason. Um, world domination, probably. Let's be honest here. But you can't dominate the world with only, you know, 450 million followers. Why wouldn't you just buy Facebook? I don't know. I'm totally kidding. Totally not. I'm not educated enough um, to know what's going on with Elon and Twitter. But it does sound like he is the new baby daddy of Twitter and good on him. Honestly, I just hope he doesn't rename it something like with a bunch of physics numbers and letters or whatever that none of us know how to pronounce like his firstborn child. Um, what's his kid's name again? I don't remember. Super odd. Like it's literally like alpha something 12 maybe. He literally has the number 12 in his child's name, I think. Honestly, you go Elon, but huh. I hope that you don't dominate the world. I'd be a little bit concerned. You're awesome. I just don't think that I want you to be my leader, but I don't have any control over that. But not using Twitter on a regular basis is probably the only way that I can like actively be working to avoid that. So I don't really use Twitter. Um, next one, Pinterest. And Pinterest came out in 2010. This is one that I feel like most people don't think about. Um, I, it's funny though because on every like every time that you look up social media and go to the images there will be a Pinterest button so that means that it's like valid enough I just Pinterest is so it's just a lot more different than all the other social medias I would say because it, it's it's very like intentional like they know what their intention is the intention is basically that you can share inspiration with each other um Seems like it's for crafty moms, you know, like I, I hate to make that generalization, but I just haven't heard about people's dads being on Instagram too, too much. It, I'd be very interested to see what, um, what portion of their 450, so that one's the same amount as Twitter, actually. They have 450 million users. I'd be curious how many of those are females because something tells me that a very large portion is female. I'm actually going to look that up because that is super interesting. Give me one second. Hold on. Because... 
I need to know. Okay, so this is what I found according to the first thing that I saw on Google that came up. It says that 76.2% of their users would identify as female. Um, the remainder is either male or unspecified, which means that three-fourths of the people that use Pinterest are women, which, like, there's no issue with that whatsoever. I just think that that's really interesting, and I think that that's one of the reasons that it might be, like, forgotten about as a social media platform, is it's, like, if, if it's supposed to be a social media, wouldn't you imagine that, like, both men and women are using it to, like, I don't know, interact with each other, but... I don't think that there's much interacting going on on Pinterest, in all honesty. Like, it's cool to be able to share, but I wouldn't really qualify that as interacting with each other. Like, it's not like you're commenting um, or responding to what people are posting. You're just kind of like, oh, I like what you did. I'm going to pin on my board. I have Pinterest. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned this or not. I don't think that I did. My, yeah, I don't think that I mentioned this. My roommates that I'm going to be living with next year have Pinterest, and we're using that as a way to kind of communicate our visions for what our house is going to look like. But other than that, I mean, it's not really, that's still not necessarily, like, a form of communication. It's more just a shared vision board, and any communicating that we're doing is via iMessages. So, I don't know. Pinterest is interesting. Um, I know that my mom has gone through, like, huge pitter, er, wow. Pinterest obsessions um and just like she loves to use it to gain inspiration I like that a lot that like you can use it to be inspired it's a little tricky for me to navigate I think that we're the the overlying theme here is that I have a hard time following instructions and specifically like with technology I just cannot figure it out so you know and I've literally said that for every single one I think I've said that I don't understand them except for YouTube so I don't understand social media in general like it just doesn't make any sense to me but if there's one that really doesn't make sense to me no that's not true it wouldn't be Pinterest but Pinterest is definitely up there like hmm, I don't know I just it's a little bit difficult for me to organize it I think it's cool uh super beneficial either when you are trying to design your college dorm room or when you're trying to pick out a prom outfit you know but other than that I feel like people my age don't use Pinterest that much but again I'm that's just like my own sphere of influence like we just don't talk about Pinterest all that much um and I don't know hardly anything about it I think that I think that they're probably one of the few companies that has kept their logo the same um like I think it's always stayed the exact same that's like that would be another interesting thing to kind of talk about um like the progression of different social media platform symbols but I am also going to look that up because I just, I think that that's really interesting. Um, it, yeah, I don't think that it's changed much over the years, but then again, maybe none of them have really actually changed that much. There have been definitely some that have literally went through like glow ups or glow downs, depending on how you feel about the YouTube play button or the Instagram colorful camera. But anywho, that's really irrelevant. Doesn't matter that much. Pinterest, yeah, that's all that I really have to say about it, to be honest. Um, then we'll move on to Instagram. So, Instagram, I've been waiting to talk about this one because, again, like, when I was growing up, once I finally did get exposed to social media, I think the first social media platform that I ever got was Instagram. As a matter of fact, I'm sure of it. Um, when I got Instagram, it was that brown camera with the rainbow, like, tab on the, like, left upper corner. Um, and I remember that was fifth grade and I was so obsessed with Instagram that my Valentine's Day box that I had planned on making that year was going to be 
an Instagram camera, but then I couldn't figure it out, so I ended up just making a skyscraper, which was just a big box covered with sticky notes, and I called it a day. Um, but yeah, Instagram, holy cow. I have so much I could say about it. Did I mention it was founded in 2010? I feel like I'm alluding to that a bunch. So yeah, founded in 2000, or launched in 2010, and it has 2.3 million, or 2.35 million users worldwide. It's crazy. Not million. I'm sorry. I put million. It's billion. Absolutely absurd. Insanity. Um, I have such a love-hate relationship with Instagram. Like, it has always been my favorite up until recently. Like, the fact that they, and by recently, I think I mean in the past couple of years, because they didn't, unless they did. I feel like they didn't really used to have a search page. Maybe I'm recalling it incorrectly I know that they didn't used to have shorts like that's again I've mentioned this shorts has been a big transition that a lot of social media platforms have made after TikTok became a thing and I don't like it I don't think that it's good for our brains to be taking in so much content so fast and being able to mindlessly scroll mindlessly scroll but then again like that's just a personal opinion um but yeah that's not how Instagram used to be it used to be that you would post a picture and you could like and comment on it. And it was one picture, by the way. Nowadays, you can post up to 10 pictures, and uh, you used to be only able to tag one person. Now you can tag multiple people. Very interesting. Um, I wonder if there was a certain time when you used to not even be able to tag anyone. I think that from what I've heard about Instagram when it was starting off was that a lot of people would use it um, like to edit their pictures, if I'm not mistaken. Like, if, if you look back on all the earlier, the, all the earlier Instagram photos you'll notice that like people were so silly about the way that they edited their photos like a lot of them use the vignette which is like the the shadowy border like I noticed that a lot of people used to do that um maybe would play with the saturation of a photo and like make it either super saturated or super not maybe use some of their filters but from what I remember a lot of people used it more to edit their photos and then they'd share them um All of a sudden, I'm curious if comments were always around. I want to say that comments were probably always around. Um, what else has changed about it? Yeah, I really want to say that there used to not be... I don't think that there used to be, like, a for you page, so to say. I think that it used to be that there was a spot... Yeah, there were, like, three bars at the bottom. There was the post... Post, like, in the middle, you'd have, like, the plus button the meant that you could post. On one side, you'd have the home button which was, like, your content and other people that you were following to content. And then there was, like, the little icon for your profile where you could check out your own profile. I don't think that there was... I don't think that there was ever, um, like, a For You page at all, and you could search up different users, but I don't know. I I'm, It's really interesting to kind of try to recall this in my memory. I mean, I wasn't paying much attention to it at the time, but, like, now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, damn. It'd be kind of cool if I would have paid attention to the way that it's progressed. I'm sure that there's videos on it, but isn't that interesting, though, to think about how there was potentially a time when Instagram didn't even, like, have content curated for you? Like, that definitely helps with the entire mindlessly scrolling issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they if they have this um, For You page that has been formulated to specifically fit your your taste and preferences, of course you're going to get stuck mindlessly scrolling. But they didn't used to have that, if I'm not mistaken. And so it's kind of like, no wonder we're mindlessly scrolling. It's because there's all this content being fed to us that we're theoretically supposed to enjoy and engage in. 
Whereas before, that just wasn't the case. You wouldn't get caught mindlessly scrolling through something because you only had so much you could scroll through. Now it's infinite and endless is what it seems like. Honestly, I, I would make the claim that it's literally infinite. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's all I have to say about Instagram right now. Um, also, actually, one, one other thing about Instagram. I remember when they did make that transition to having like a more colorful logo and design and layout and everything. Gosh, it wrecked me. I hated it. And I still... I still 100% would prefer the old Instagram layout to the new one. It's pretty. It's eye candy. I get it. I just, oh my gosh, it was, it was so much better. Like originally, I, I just, I don't know. Something very timeless about the original Instagram um, icon. It was beautiful. Piece of art. Really, I should get it framed. Put it above my bed. Next, Snapchat. We have, that was in 2011 that uh, Snapchat was introduced. This number freaking blew me away because, again, like, everyone around me has Snapchat. Every single person has Snapchat, I swear. I don't have Snapchat anymore. Obviously, like, I do, technically, but I don't, like, I'm so not reliable on Snapchat. I, again, check it once every one, two, or three weeks, right? And I can't, I can't even, here's the thing about my current Snapchat situation. I do it from a computer, and I only have it for group texts. I can read the text in a group chat sporadically like it shows me random texts that have been sent but they're not consistent like I can't see like a full chat really I can't open any photos I can technically take pictures but I could only send them um like to individual people I guess and I cannot see anyone's stories at all so interesting right like I um snapchat is essentially useless for me from a snapchat standpoint um What's do I'm oh my gosh okay so I'm gonna try to recall I yesterday when I did the entire childhood trends thing it was funny for me to recall the filters and whatnot um don't worry I by the way I will get back to what the total amount is but I just want to go off on this tangent really quick so talking about the Snapchat filters and everything um I was trying to remember I was like what when did they introduce individual chatting I think that was that was always around right like you could always message someone directly but it used to only be snap snaps like photos I'm pretty sure that it used to be that you could only send photos to each other maybe no there had to have been no it was called snapchat for a reason you could also text back but you couldn't save it that was a big thing you could not save it I swear maybe I'm remembering things incorrectly but you couldn't save it like not even messages definitely weren't groups definitely didn't have groups um you could, uh, the max was like 10 seconds, which it probably still is. All I know is that people used to struggle so hard because you could only do one bar of worth of text. And I, I think that you used to be able to do multiple bars like underneath each other. Honestly, probably not. I think you only used to be able to do like one bar of text. I don't know. It was, it was not meant to be wordy. And there, from what I've heard, um the reason that Snapchat was started in the first place. I thought that people said that it was started for news. Apparently I misheard them. I don't, apparently they didn't say news, but you can kind of infer from there what Snapchat was originally meant for. And it makes sense when you think about like the format of it, like you have a photo, you can open it. And then once, yes, I'm sorry. That's what it was. You, nowadays you can replay snaps 
<laughs> no. If you got a Snapchat, opened it too fast, and didn't get the chance to see what was there, that was too bad. It was lost in, into the abyss for eternity. You could never get it back. Nowadays, like, there's, you can replay it and whatever. Um, interesting, right? Um, but yeah, and it makes sense that it was used for the purposes that it was because it's like, well, you can see that in the moment that you exit out of it, which, by the way, you should not be able to, like, hold it down to check it. It, again, could only stay for, like, 10 seconds at most, I think is what it was. So you wouldn't have to worry about, like, getting caught with what you're seeing. Interesting, right? So, um, yeah, and then I think that I, I got Snapchat when I was in fifth grade also. So I think I got Instagram, and then very shortly after that got Snapchat. But we really mostly enjoyed it for the filters that you could use. The filters were always absolutely amazing on Snapchat. Um, and... Yeah, I, okay, finally, I'll get back to saying that the number of people that use it worldwide just blew me away. It just does not seem correct at all to me. I feel like I got to go back and fact check myself, but my, my resources show that Snapchat has 525 million users, and that just does not sound right. I feel like, again, everyone has Snapchat nowadays. Everyone's always asking you, what's your Snapchat? I, I'm so confused. Um, but then again, like, I think that it's very much so for younger generations. Maybe that's a big thing, right? Like, I feel like a bunch of these other platforms that I've mentioned, Facebook, um, Instagram, the ones in the billions, right? Like, it's common for adults to also be using those as social media platforms. I do not know many adults that have Snapchat other than to see what their kids are doing, right? Like, to see their kids um, Snapchat stories, and to be able to send silly pictures back and forth with filters and whatnot, and, like, to embarrass you with your friends, but I don't think that many people are, like, older and have Snapchat, like, genuinely, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think that people have Snapchat and are older and want to use it for Snapchat reasons. Makes sense? I don't know. Interesting. Um, I think that's all I wanted to say about Snapchat. I don't know. I don't remember at this point. I'm so sorry. Uh, the next one, though. The next one. TikTok. Lo and behold, we finally get to TikTok acknowledging um, the elephant in the room. I mean, I just, maybe it's not an elephant in the room for you guys, but TikTok just has so much controversy around it because it's been so influential. Um, like like I've mentioned, like TikTok is the is likely the reason that we have so many different apps converting to shorts, not converting, but offering the opportunity to see shorts, like <laughs> to see shorts. <laughs> no, uh, the reason that so many social media platforms have shorts nowadays, um, or reels or what do you call them? Is that what you call them? I don't know. On YouTube, I think that you, I guess on YouTube, it's reels, not shorts. I don't, I don't know. Terminology doesn't matter. The point is that there was this transition of now all of a sudden, the videos that you're going to be watching, like, they're not going to be more than a minute long. Super, super odd to think about the fact that this entire time, like, we've been working, and I, I've seen lots of, like, YouTube videos or podcasts about this, um, where they talk about how the way that our world is progressing is very much so in a way that we just don't need to hold our attention for as long. Um, and just to really briefly like explain what the thought is there like people used to believe it or not like people used to read books for entertainment that would take hours days 
you know? And then all of a sudden it got cut down to being newspaper articles. Then you have, um, like, in a digital age, now all of a sudden you can read stuff online and articles online, but then it gets cut down even more to being blogs. Then it gets cut down even more to being, like, Facebook posts. Then all of a sudden you have Twitter posts that are very short. Then all of a sudden you aren't even using words anymore, and you're only sending pictures, only have pictures. Um, then, somewhere in the mix, you decide we'll use videos, because those get out more information than pictures do, but it's also more time effective than words. So you have YouTube, right, but then, oh, yeah, interesting, okay. So you have YouTube, then you go to, let's say, Vine. Uh, Vine used to be, I think, a couple minutes you could do, and then all of a sudden you're, you land at TikTok, and it's like, your video has to be a minute. And I haven't been on TikTok since 2020. I think I had it for a year I think I got it in 2019, and then I deleted it in 2020. No, I got it in 2020, because it was, it was during the pandemic. I decided, I'm so bored. I need TikTok. So I got TikTok, and I had it from March to November. Um, that's the only experience that I've ever had with TikTok was those. I think that ends up being, like, six months, maybe. I don't know. Sorry, I'm not going to do the math right now. Um, but, yeah, what was I going to say about that? Um... Oh, from what I've heard, TikTok, like, they they can be lo- louder. I mean, probably that, too. They can be longer now. Um, just, it's weird because it's not necessarily videos anymore. It seems like you can, like, swipe and watch photos along to a sound. I don't know. TikTok is odd. And then the main reason that it's kind of like the elephant in the room is because in the U.S., there's just a lot of controversy around it where it's like, should we ban TikTok? Should we not? Um... As someone who doesn't use TikTok, I don't care if we ban it or not. I'm not going to... Somehow, TikTok has become a political statement or not, but I'm not going to get political about it. Um, For me, it doesn't affect me either way. I mean, I'm sure it does, but it really doesn't. As someone who has used TikTok before, I'm sure it affects me in some way, but I don't think that it matters to me anymore, if that makes any sense. Um, But TikTok was founded in 2017... Um, and it, uh, it has 1.53 billion users worldwide, and that's a big number. Wasn't nearly as big as I thought it was going to be, though, to be honest. YouTube is still a billion more than that, and, um, the interesting thing that I really wanted to be educated about, though, was, okay, because here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the controversy with TikTok, right, is the United States, it's a Chinese company, which... I will explain a little bit more about that history in a moment. I have a little special something to talk about. Um, I'll explain more of that in a moment. But TikTok is, like, it's it's in China, I guess is how you could say it, right? Um, and so, it's not in our control. And the big concern here is that China is spying on America using TikTok or brainwashing us. or There are all sorts of different conspiracies about it. But so I was like... If people are so concerned about the effect of TikTok on Americans specifically, and we have 1.53 billion people using um, TikTok worldwide, 
then, well, we surely don't have 1.5 billion, um, you know, people in America. So how many, how many people in the U.S. are using, like, what, what percent of these people of, um, TikTok users are American? And it says that there are 150 million TikTok users in the United States. And that's interesting for, for two reasons. One, that means that it's 10% of TikTok users across the world are from the United States. And two, that means that half, uh, roughly half, we have about mm, just over 300 million people in the United States. That means that just under half the population of the United States is using TikTok. So you have two very interesting statistics here. One, that 10% of TikTok users are in the United States. Is that significant enough for us to be concerned that China is only using TikTok to spy on America? I don't know. But two, if we have 50% of our population is theoretically using this app that we are concerned about is using being used to spy on us, is that statistically significant enough to say, this is something we should be worried about? Because I, I think that it would be logical to probably make the claim that um, we probably have a higher ratio of people that do versus don't have TikTok from like a, a, on a country personal standpoint, if that makes any sense. Let me actually look this up really quick. I'm going to look up um, how many people use TikTok in China. Again, I'm not getting political. I'm just curious. It says that there are over um, 730 million people in China that have TikTok. That's interesting, though, given that China's population, and I'll look this up just to be certain, is 1.4 billion people. So let's do some math here really quick. If you have about 750 million people in your own country... Out of the 1.8 billion people that you have in it, how do we need to be concerned for you guys too? I mean, if I'm very concerned that I'm doing my math incorrectly here. But that means that half of their population is also using TikTok, right? So, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about the fact that technically half of us Americans are using TikTok. And half of the people in China are using TikTok. But we only are 10% of the population that uses TikTok. I don't know. All of a sudden I'm like really into the statistics of this. Um but I guess one other interesting thing to consider though would be that that means that China is responsible for approximately 50% of TikTok users. So I don't know. Maybe sorry that I just like went off on a tangent about the percentages of people using TikTok in America and in China and across the globe but isn't that interesting to just kind of consider like what the statistics are behind it i don't know do we need to be concerned about china spying on us using tiktok um or or is it really just like something that we're totally having conspiracies about and don't need to be so concerned about i don't know i don't again think that it matters to me some people would say that i probably should care some people would probably say that it doesn't even make sense that i don't have have um 
I don't I don't know what the alternative would be in all honesty I don't have TikTok maybe if people would come at me for that like why don't you have TikTok the reason that I don't have TikTok does not have anything to do with um China it is just the fact that I feel like it's bad for my brain in general regardless of whether or not it was made by an American or owned by like the Chinese people I don't I don't think it really matters um Okay, so that's all I have to say about that one. Um, next, this is the last on my list, and I think I can keep this one kind of short because it's Be Real, and Be Real is pretty new. came out in 2020. I feel like it became popular just recently, probably in the year of 2021, 2022, I want to say. I feel like in 2022 is when it really became popular. Um, but, yeah, and that has 74 million users. Nothing crazy. TikTok or uh, Be Real is also pretty different from the rest of them. The unique value proposition of that one is that it's a social media platform that encourages you to be authentic. And one of the biggest issues when talking about social media is the fact that people are making it a highlight reel. Um, but Be Real is meant to help you do just that and be real and be honest and authentic about where you are in your life. Here is my issue with Be Real. Is that just because that be real goes off and says post within the next two minutes to be real or whatever doesn't mean that people are going to post what they're doing at that moment. And I think that that's okay. Like it depends on what you're using be real for. Are you using be real for yourself? Like when I first got be real, I was like, I want to use it to see what my friends are up to. Like what, what are they doing today? Then I realized that people weren't necessarily being real and that it could be difficult to understand like, okay, well, is this person's life just awesome all the time or are they just not posting at the be real time? And so then for myself, I was like, you know what, I'm going to adjust what be real is to me and I'm just going to start taking pictures when I want to to capture my favorite part of the day. Because, um, you know, you, like you can go back and see your own calendar of all the pictures and I think that some people do that too. So I don't necessarily think that there's a right way or a wrong way to go about doing it. Um, I just find that to be interesting and I had be real for a couple months and then I deleted it because, uh, I just, I think that for me, I've always had a big issue with FOMO, but sometimes be real, uh, was like impacting my FOMO just because everyone else that I know is in college right now and I'm not. So our lives are just a lot different. Also, I started teaching and I was like, I don't want to be tempted to post all my students on be real because I don't think that that's appropriate to be posting my students on any social media without their consent so I was like I'll, I'll just delete be real entirely because I don't want that temptation there I'm sure there were more reasons but I don't even remember it really is just like a little blip in my entire lifetime I don't really know very much about it is it even still popular I never hear anyone really talking about be real anymore but because I'm not on it obviously I have no idea what I'm talking about but yeah so um I think I said 2020 and 74 million users. Very interesting. So that was my, that was my nine that I wanted to go through. Um, but this is the part that I kind of referenced earlier with the TikTok thing. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, and these honorable mentions are either kind of like RIP no longer with us and don't really exist anymore. Um, or just have totally like declined in popularity and people don't really acknowledge them anymore. Or maybe it's just like my personal preference and I was like, I want to include this in here. So I'll just start with Musical.ly because I referenced it earlier. Um, and this is what I kind of wanted to say with the entire Musical.ly, um, 
or the TikTok relation to China thing. So for those of you who don't know, which I think I mentioned this yesterday when I was doing my childhood trends, because at one point Musical.ly was a total trend. Um, Musical.ly is, is ended up becoming TikTok. And I don't quite know how that happened, but I do know that in 2017, by the way, Musical.ly was first launched in 2014, but in 2017, a Chinese company called ByteDance bought Musical.ly for a billion dollars, which that's a lot of money, especially given that it only had 200 million users, right? Like, I'm a little bit blown away by the fact that someone was willing to pay $1 billion for 200 million users, and just given the fact that I'm kind of thinking about, like, what is the connection between China, the U.S., TikTok, Musical.ly, whatever, maybe that could also, like, feed into this conspiracy of, and given, I don't know who started Musical.ly, um, maybe I could try to find that really quick on the Wikipedia page that I was looking on. Hold on. Yeah, it doesn't really tell me. Um, it says that it, okay, fine. It says that it was headquartered in Shanghai with an American office in Santa Monica, California. So it sounds like it started off as a, a Chinese, like, platform or whatever. But then it was bought by ByteDance, which is also a Chinese company. Um, but I was going to say, like, if it was bought from the U.S. for a billion dollars when it really wasn't even that, that popular, like, that would be interesting to kind of look into that. But again, it seems like one company in China bought it from another company in China. So I don't necessarily know if that has anything to do with it. But yeah, Musical.ly, um, I probably have just as much experience on Musical.ly as I do on TikTok in my entire life. And, you know, I talked enough about Musical.ly yesterday that I don't really care to go over it again. But basically, like, Musical.ly became TikTok. Um, and that was one thing that I do want to mention is that TikTok, apparently, um, what Musical.ly did was they just, like, transferred all of their users to TikTok on its own. So whether or not, I mean, I guess that would make, yeah, TikTok is just Musical.ly, but I'm, I don't know. Is that entirely true though? Like maybe this ByteDance company isn't the same company in charge of TikTok. They just decided to sell the users to TikTok or something like that. I don't know. Interesting to think about, right? So I don't want to go into that too much more, but it definitely deserved an honorable mention. Um, Next one I have is Vine. I mentioned Vine earlier when I was kind of talking about the progression of, um, you know, from YouTube to Vine to TikTok or whatever and the length. I, uh, I'm so sad to say that I never had Vine. Uh, if it's kind of like how I've only really seen Twitter posts on Instagram, I've only ever really seen Vine videos on YouTube. And I feel like a lot of people my age, that is the case. They didn't really have Vine. They just watched Vine videos on YouTube so funny. I wish that I could have been a part of the Vine era. Um, it's so weird when you realize that there are actually a lot of either comedians or YouTubers that got their start on Vine. And then when Vine shut down, which by the way, let me go over that really quick. Um, I'll finish my thought. The, the people from Vine ended up just transitioning to YouTube after Vine shut down. Here's the interesting thing. So Vine was founded in 2013 and it got shut down in 2016. It had 200 million users from what I was able to find. And it sounds like in 2016, it was acquired by Twitter, but then Twitter decided to discontinue Vine, but then they l later renamed it Vine Camera. I, ha I found some very conflicting information about this. It sounds like the idea was that Twitter bought Vine, shut down Vine as an app, and then added this camera as a part of their app, 
that was called like the Vine camera that was meant to kind of incorporate the app into their own. But again, I, as someone who doesn't even use Twitter, like I feel like I have no idea if this would be true or not. I looked up Vine camera. It's a thing. But they made it sound like it was a part of the Twitter app as opposed to its own app. So I don't know, kind of conflicting. Um, but Vine, I think the sad thing about Vine is that it used to be such an amazing comedic outlet and like people could get their, you know, daily dose of serotonin by watching Vines. Um, I don't know how long they were, but I know that they were just comedic gold. And nowadays, whenever me and my friends don't know what to do, we'll put on a Vine compilation and it just makes us all feel a little bit happier than we really are. And I, I'm grateful for that. But maybe it's one of those things where if we still had it, we wouldn't appreciate it. I'm sure that all of our lives would be a lot different if Vine were still with us. But unfortunately, it had to pass away in 2016 and the world just hasn't been the same since. I act as if like I grew up with Vine. I didn't necessarily, but I, I do think that Vine is definitely, you know, not having it anymore as an L, but that's just, you know, you'll take a couple L's. It takes a couple L's to make a W. But um, next we have Tumblr. I wanted to include this one because Tumblr for myself is an app that I've always been curious about. Similar to my experience with Reddit where it's like I've downloaded it, not been able to figure it out, so I just took it off. Um, that's what I did with Tumblr. I really wanted to like it. I was seeing a bunch of Tumblr posts on Instagram as well, um, and I, I just couldn't figure it out. I wish that I could figure out Tumblr, but I just couldn't. But here's the interesting thing about Tumblr, though. So Tumblr is still around, like you can still get it, but apparently, so first of all, it was launched in 2007, which is pretty early in comparison to the rest of them. Like if you think about it, that was after Twitter, but before Pinterest. So interesting, right? Um, in 2007, that's when it was launched. And then uh, in 2017 or 2018, couldn't find the exact year, it was banned from the App Store due to the fact that there was adult content being found on it that was like, I don't know, just not good stuff. Um, but then it was relaunched a few months later. But it's interesting because if you think about it, like having that as an issue that you're facing, especially if... I don't know. There was conflicting information where, again, like, I was never really a Tumblr user. User, I'm curious about it, but it sounds like maybe that was what it was kind of, in, not intended for, but what people kind of made it into was, like, all of a sudden, Tumblr's, like, the perfect place to go for adult content. Specifically for women is what they said, which I thought that was interesting. I don't think that I realized that Tumblr had such a large population of female users. Um, I'm not going to look up that statistic, but something that I was kind of surprised by um but yeah it's it's still around but it sounds like maybe it lost some um I don't know what the trajectory of their growth has been from 2007 to 2017 and after and what the recovery has been like but it says that they have just um just over half a billion users so I mean clearly things are going pretty good for them right you you'd imagine so but um yeah I I don't have much to say about Tumblr other than I found it interesting that they were shut down for having adult content because I did not know that. Um, next one that I have is Yik Yak. Yik Yak, uh, apparently that was founded in 2013, but it was shut down. And I was like, it's funny because Yik Yak became popular again in 2022, which is when it was relaunched. But it's funny because I didn't know that Yik Yak was a thing before this you know, it was around in just recently, right? And I went off to college in the year 2021. 
I want to say, and here's the odd thing, I want to say that my first semester of college, which was in 2021, I want to say that people had Yik Yak. I don't know. Here it says that it got relaunched in 2022. Maybe I just don't know the terminology or something like that. Um, but it's it sounds like what happened was, um, y- so yeah, Yik Yak has been around for quite a bit, but it got shut down for a substantial amount of time. So, and what happened was it apparently it just got shut down to the fact that they were experiencing a decrease in users. And, you know, I feel like if, if you aren't having people use your app, then you'll probably want to shut down. But then they relaunched in t- 2022. And I don't know if my friends still use it. I never got on Yik Yak. I thought it was kind of mean and cruel hearted the way that the people that I knew were using it were using it. Um, I'm sure it could be useful. But I don't know. I never got on board with it. Uh, and I'm curious if it's still like trendy. I feel like in college it makes a lot of sense to use it. But maybe only as a freshman to kind of figure out what's going on. I don't know. I should ask my friends if they still use Yik Yak or not. Um, but it was definitely popular for that first year of college. I know that. Um, very entertaining, apparently. People would always share with me what was happening on their Yik Yaks at their college campuses. Um, I don't really know. Oh, did I say? I didn't say how many people they have using it. Apparently, there's only 2 million users. So, I don't know. I just, the reason that I wanted to mention that one, though, because obviously 2 million is compared to, I think the other, the lowest one that I have on here is 20 million, which is musically, so, um, or Vine, whatnot. So, 2 million is substantially lower than all the rest. But regardless, I just wanted to mention it because I found it interesting that it's technically been around since 2013. I don't really know anything about it from then, but educate me if you can, if you know anything about that. And then the last honorable mention that I have is one that is not even considered a social media platform by Wiki. And that's okay with me. I'm surprised because I know that me and all my friends consider it a social media app. But then again, um, then again, I think that that's just my sphere of influence, sphere of influence, my sphere of influence where it's like for all of us. This is a way that we use, like, we use this as social media, but we don't really use it the right way. And it's VizCo. <sighs> Some people call it VSCO. I call it VizCo. Doesn't really matter. Tomato, tomato, VizCo, VSCO, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's more of a photography platform for uh, photographers to be sharing their media with each other. And it's also used to edit photos. I use uh, VizCo to color edit a lot of my photos. Um, just to kind of enhance the image, and I, I have premium, like, I love Vizco, I think it's great, but it wasn't considered a social media platform, so I had to do a little bit of research for myself, and by that, literally just, I, I mean, looking up the year and how many users there are. Apparently, it was founded in 2012, I actually think that I got Vizco when I was also in maybe, oh, probably eighth grade, I think I got it in eighth grade, and yeah, I, I've stuck by it ever since. I love it. The thing that's nice about Vizco is that, and this is probably why it's not considered a social media platform, is because you can't really comment. They used to not allow you to message anyone. Now you can message people. So what I'll do is like, I'll message someone about a photo that they've taken and be like, oh, this looks like so much fun or like miss you or whatever. Um, but it's not meant for that. And then the other cool thing that I think a lot of people... Um, really enjoy about Vizco from a social media standpoint is that you cannot see how many likes someone gets, can't see if anyone's getting any comments, can't see if anyone's getting it republished or whatnot. So I really like that because I think it gives people some freedom to just do their own thing. 
And by the way, like, I think it's super cool that Instagram has made it possible that you don't have to see your likes anymore. Um, I've taken down all of my likes. Like, I don't, it just overwhelms me too much. Um, I think that for me, I've just gotten to a point where it's become a popularity contest and that's not what social media is supposed to be about. Um, I don't think. And so I've turned off my likes, even turned off my comments because at a certain point I was like, these seem artificial and fake and they aren't really benefiting anyone. So I'll just turn off my comments too. But I was doing that because I love VizCo for the fact that people don't really comment, people don't like the photos, but I love Instagram. And so I was like, I guess that I can just kind of make Instagram Instagram my own VizCo because I'm definitely not going to be able to get people to convert to VizCo. I have one friend that's trying and I really admire her for that. She says that she's trying to get everyone that she knows on VizCo because she also deleted Instagram. Um, so, you know, kudos to her. But for me, I kind of adapted my Instagram to be more like my VizCo where all of a sudden um, took off the likes, took off the comments. Um, and the one other thing that I did was I just started sharing like my photography on my Instagram, which is something that I would really typically only reserve for VizCo. And then on top of that, like I kind of made VizCo like an Instagram where it's like all of a sudden I'm posting like my more Instagrammable moments on VizCo as well. So I kind of use the two for the same thing right now, but I deleted Instagram and I have VizCo currently. So, um, and did I ever mention that there's 40 million people using VizCo? So, interesting, right? Um, I'm sorry if you call it VSCO and that entire time you were cringing because I was calling it VizCo. That's something that I should have given a trigger warning for at the beginning. Maybe I'll just, you know, include that in the description and whatnot. But yeah, so I've gotten through my list of all of the different platforms, um, like the nine different platforms and then some honorable mentions. But so to get to the final part, the last part that I have essentially promised because it's in the title, um, the tier list. And by tier list, I mean that I'm just going to rank them in order from um, best to least. No, hold on. No, I have number 10 through number one. Number one is like my favorite. Number 10 is like my least favorite. Um, and obviously, there are so many other other platforms out there that I'm sure that I'm ignorant to or that y'all may have considered and I just didn't. Um, I'm only going to include in this tier list the nine social media platforms that I talked about in the beginning. I'm not going to be including Musical.ly, Yik Yak, um, Vine, or Tumblr, but I do have a spot for Vizco because it's one that I do currently have downloaded, so I was like, I should probably include this. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, my tier list in order of least to best. At number 10, I have TikTok. Um, I don't know if you saw that coming or not. Anyone who knows me would probably know that. I just, ugh, I have a bone to pick with TikTok. I just, I just don't like what it's doing to our brains. I, I think that a lot of technology is not doing good things to our brains, but TikTok specifically, I just, I could see that it's potentially really affecting the way that our brains are receptive to dopamine and the attention spans and it's just taking up a lot of time in our lives and it's become an addiction um you know and regardless of whatever might be going on between the U.S. and China and brainwashing or whatnot I, that's not really taken into consideration I just don't like TikTok at all um I think that I have my own issues with TikTok where I just have had really negative experiences with it in the past before as well so, you know, that's just, th but that's just me. Like, I just do not like TikTok at all. So, that's at the bottom. 
After that, I have number nine is Facebook. I feel like you could also have seen that one coming from a mile away um, just because, again, I don't really know hardly anything about it. Uh, I feel like parents use it, and I'm I'm not a parent yet. Maybe when I'm a parent, I'll understand the hype behind Facebook, but it's just really not my thing. Um, it doesn't really have anything to me or to do with whether or not I trust Mark. Uh, again, like I don't really care about what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, I just tick. There, sorry, Facebook. Not not a fan. I understand why people use it. For me, it's just not for me. Number eight, after that I have Twitter. Um, It's kind of ironic that Facebook and Twitter are some of the oldest platforms and I just really dislike them. Um, I I don't, yeah, Twitter is just difficult for me to navigate. I don't understand it and I don't get much out of it. It makes a lot of sense for like announcements and news and stuff like that. But I, I think that other than that, it doesn't really make much sense. I downloaded Twitter originally just to keep up with what was going on at my high school and I think that that made a lot of sense that worked pretty well but other than that I don't really see any use for Twitter I don't every once in a while I'll come up with a funny joke and I'll post it on Twitter um when I say funny I mean absolutely embarrassing and I probably shouldn't be publishing it to the internet for people to you know for it to be living on in posterity but that's just how I roll sometimes you know um maybe I think the last thing that I posted on Twitter was something about how I get secondhand embarrassment for semi-trucks that are driving without trailers. And I'll leave that at that. You let me know if you agree. Um, but yeah, so aside from being able to post shit like that on Twitter, I don't really have anything that I like Twitter for. Um, after that, and this one's, I think I mentioned earlier, now it's going to start getting like, oh, whoa, what? This doesn't make much sense for me. Um, especially, again, if like you know me personally, you're probably going to be a little bit surprised by this. So the middle chunk starts getting a little bit like what are you for real but um number seven I said was Pinterest and I think that because I'm such a creative and crafty person like a lot of people would expect that to be higher on my list but again it's just too hard for me to navigate like theoretically it's perfect for me like it is my app but I just cannot figure out how to use it and I wish that I could figure out how to use it and make it functional it just doesn't work very well for me. Um, I wish that it did, but I'd rather, I'd rather just create an Instagram page with my, um, inspiration and like videos and save them to, what I'll typically do is I'll save photos to photo albums in my camera roll. That's kind of like how I organize, um, stuff. But again, Pinterest is awesome. It just doesn't work for me. So I put that at number seven. And again, I think people would be confused by that because I am such an artsy, craftsy type. But it just, I don't know. Pinterest is just not my thing. Maybe I'm just not Pinterest thing. Not every relationship in this world is going to be mutual. And um, I think pin- Pinterest is there for me when I want her, but I just don't. She's just not not my type. Um, Number six. I think people are also going to be surprised by this one. I have Be Real. Be Real. I feel kind of bad because when I was explaining my opinions on Be Real earlier, I was like, I don't really care if people are being real or not. Although when I was making my list and ranked number or ranked Be Real as number six, I was like, yeah, well, it's annoying that people aren't using Be Real to be real. So I guess that if we're looking at it from that perspective of like, are people using it for what it's supposed to be used for? That'd be totally different. But 
I don't know. Now I'm confusing myself. And is Be Real actually my number six? I'm going to keep it at number six just because I it didn't work very well for me. Um, it was just a little bit, like, it's not like it was confusing. Honestly, theoretically, it's a great app. I just wish that it weren't social media. Maybe that's what it is. I just wish that it could be just for me and that I didn't need to have it as social media. And here's the funny thing is I actually considered unfollowing everyone that I know on Be Real to keep it for myself. But then I was like, no, if I really want to do that, I can just take a photo of myself every day whenever like I, I want to, you know? I think that there are apps for that. There is an app for that. I don't remember what it's called. My fr- friend uses it. I think it's called like One Pick a Day or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Be Real was number six for me. Um, number five was Snapchat. I, I don't know. Snapchat, I've just had such a roller coaster with Snapchat. It has been so fun for me and so bad for me at the same time. And right now what I'm using Snapchat for, I think it makes a lot of sense for me to put it at number five because it's really just like a way for me to communicate with my friends. Like if I weren't a part of a group chat with all my high school friends from, or on Snapchat, I wouldn't be on Snapchat at all, but because that's um that's their platform of choice, I've decided to just keep it around and not delete my account, but I, I don't know. I think that for me personally, I don't like Snapchat. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that if I were okay with sending a photo of my face back and forth to people, like whenever you feel like doing it, I'd love Snapchat, but I just, I am working to be a lot more relation relational and connect with people more in my life um and I think that for me what that means is that if I'm like staying in touch with someone that doesn't mean that I'm sending a photo of my face it means that I'm texting them asking them if they want to have a phone call and I think that snapchat kind of makes it possible for people to be like oh yeah like we snapchat pictures of our faces back and forth so like we're staying in touch um but to me that isn't staying in touch so I feel like I feel like that's, like, the thing that I kind of have, like, that I'm holding against Snapchat right now is I just, I think that that's kind of silly. I've also always hated streaks. They don't make much sense to me. Um, I'm embarrassed that there was a time in my life when I would email Snapchat to to get one of my streaks back. That way I could get over a 100-day streak or something. I don't know if streaks are still a thing. I don't, I don't think that many of my middle schoolers have streaks with people. And if they do, they're, like, 17 days. Not a big deal. Um... Kudos to you if you've had a Snapchat streak for, like, longer than a year, though. That's that's when it starts being like, no, you can never delete Snapchat. You can't lose that. That's You've worked for that very hard. I'm kidding, but I'm not. Um, Number four is Reddit. I'm too new to Reddit to really qualify as being super up there, but I know that it's above all the other things that I've mentioned. So... Again, the thing that I like about Reddit is just that it's more communal um, and really oriented around, like, socializing. I think that it's super funny, super entertaining. It can also be educational. I like how you can, like, curate your own content, essentially, is what it feels like, um, which I think anyone can make that argument, like, with Instagram or with, um, like, Twitter or whatnot. It just depends on who you're following, I guess, but there isn't, like, a for you page of reddit it's like whatever you have joined it's going to be posted every once in a while though there will be um like a a group that you could potentially use like thrown in there and they'll show you like a post but it doesn't become overwhelming i i don't know i just like i like the variety um there's so many different avenues that you can take with it 
and again it's just cool because I think that that's a good way to meet people um or like to meet people that think like you or that don't think like you it's just I don't know I think it's it's cool and knowing how many users it has like I, I also think that that's awesome um that there are just so many different people from all over the world using it um number three is Instagram I like I said I've always loved Instagram it's so awesome I'm so devastated that I've had to delete it because I just cannot stop mindlessly scrolling. I've literally had to delete it only because I have no self-control. Um, I love posting on Instagram. I love seeing other people's posts on Instagram. I love, um, I don't know. I just, I think that it's a really well laid out app as well. Like it's easier for me, it's easy for me to follow. I just, like I said, I don't have the self-control to not mindlessly scroll on it. So that's why I had to delete it. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I think it's awesome. I love that you can direct message people. I love that you can comment. I love that you can also not comment. I love that likes are both on and off. Um, it's awesome. I just wish that they didn't have shorts. And I wish that there were not a For You page, but that's my own personal problem and that's why I've deleted it like I don't need that um to be affecting anyone other than myself that's like that's my problem it's that's what we call a personal problem you know what I'm saying so then we have Vizco is number two number two is Vizco um and like I said I was gonna include one just so that way I could have like an even number um so you know list of one to ten ten to one or whatever so number two is Vizco. Like I said, that was just an honorable mention. I feel like I explained every reason that I love Vizco earlier when I was talking about it and trying to explain it. But yeah, I just love that no likes, no comments. You can, the only issue with Vizco is that not everyone is on it, you know, and maybe that's a good thing though, because that means I can use it more for myself. But I love Vizco. I've also loved that ever since I got it. I think that what I'm noticing here is an underlying theme of I love like photography apps. Instagram, I love being able to post my photography on there. Vizco, I love posting my photography on there. I used to love taking photos to post on Snapchat, but that's just not what I use it for anymore. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say with Vizco. Uh, all of that leading up to my number one app, my number one social media platform. I just, I love it. And I'm so concerned that I'm getting to a point where I'm going to have to delete this app too because I have no self-control. YouTube. I, I will always, I think I will always be a fan of YouTube. I think it's so amazing. Um, I love the fact that it can be used for entertainment and to watch old vines or to watch reaction videos. I also love that it can be used for more practical reasons, like to learn things. Um, if you don't know how to change a tire, YouTube's got your back. You know, if you need study hacks so that way you don't fail your SAT, YouTube, YouTube can help you. So it's just very multifunctional. And I love, I love just how many opportunities there are for YouTube. Like I said, it's the only one that they really like show in classrooms. It's so, I love it. And it's cool that they have comments so you can see people's opinions or um actually I was gonna say people can like refer you to other resources that doesn't really happen that's another cool thing about reddit is that a lot of the time people re will refer you to like another community um which I think is cool but back to YouTube um I don't know I just I think that it's great there's so much content available I 
do not like that YouTube now has shorts. I really have to work on not scrolling through those mindlessly. But I think that as long as I'm able to find something that I'm interested in watching a YouTube video on, I can watch those videos. And for me, I like the thing that I like about YouTube is that it does test my um, attention span a little bit more. Recently, I've been a little bit concerned about like how short my attention span is. And so I've been kind of like training myself as much as I can. Um, so I started reading, like, I have never been a reader, but I decided that I wanted it to challenge my attention span, and I wanted to start reading to work on that. And then with YouTube videos, the cool thing is that they are just such a wide range of lengths. Obviously, have you have, um, the shorts that can be like 10 seconds, or you have, you know, entire hours documentaries on YouTube. And I think that it's just cool to have that variation. I'm not saying that I like the 10 second videos, but I'm I really enjoy the fact that, you know, you can find something super short or things can be longer on YouTube and it can be used for entertainment or educational purposes. And I'm constantly jumping between the two. Um, but yeah, I just, it's so funny because I don't have many friends that are active on YouTube and enjoy it. I don't even post on there, by the way. I just want to make that clear. I don't post on YouTube. I just enjoy the content that I'm able to see on it. Um, but I don't have many friends that watch YouTube like I do, and I feel like a lot of my friends know me as the person who's, like, I'm not like a YouTuber, but I really enjoy watching it, and I'll constantly be quoting YouTube videos that I've watched, but again, I just, I think they're so, they can be used for so many different reasons, and I just feel like, given, there can still very much so be misinformation spread on YouTube, but I think I retain the information that I learn on YouTube easier and or more easily and it does seem a little bit more credible and that's the other thing is YouTube offers like I for a couple months I was watching YouTube videos of Harvard lectures on psychology like where else would you be able to have access to that oh so cool so awesome um but then of course you know not every YouTube video that you're going to see about something that's supposed to be educational is going to be correct but the resources are out there and are made possible by YouTube. And it's funny to me that YouTube is even qualified as a social media platform at this point because it really does seem like it's more of just a resource. I think that it's interesting. I want to say that on my screen time, you know how like there's the screen time report that you have in your settings? I do want to say that it's not even classified as, like it's not qualified with the rest of the social media. So let me just see that really quick because I'm, I'd be very interested. I think that, yeah, okay, here's what it is. So we have YouTube on my settings um, when it's like telling me what my screen time was for the day. It has that YouTube is considered entertainment, whereas most social media platforms are con considered social. So interesting when you think about that. I feel like that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make is YouTube is more entertaining um, and allows you to kind of engage with the content more than most other social medias that are, you're just a lot more likely to fall into the mindless scrolling. Now, given I do have an issue with scrolling through the comments while I'm supposed to be watching a YouTube video, but at the same time, like, I, I like to believe that I can kind of multitask, um, because I always end up doing it, I always end up watching YouTube and, like, 
the vertical upright position, if you get what I'm saying, where it's like the top, you can see the video and then you can be scrolling through the comments. So yes, I guess maybe I am kind of mindlessly scrolling. I definitely mindlessly like comments all the time. Um, but regardless, I just think that for me, YouTube is like the most constructive social media outlet. So, um, I think that that's, I hope that that's all that I have to say. Um, this has been my social media tier list and I am sure that there are lots of unpopular opinions here. You know, I, I, I'd be curious what everyone else is. Maybe I'll make a, honestly, just for my own amusement, may, I think I'm going to make a survey of like, what is your social media tier list, including the f 10 that I know. I'll only do the f nine that I, I won't leave, I won't put Vizco in. Actually, yes, I will. I'll do the top 10 and you'll be able to choose. I I'm curious what your tier list would be. Um, but yeah, that's mine. And I don't, I don't think I have anything that I want to ramble on about for this um, outro. I think that I've said everything that I want to say. And I think that this is just an another episode of the Chatty Cathy podcast. So with that, we're done with episode number five. Feel free to take the um, tier list survey that I will have in the description because I want to know what your guys' opinions are. But yeah, thanks. Thanks again for listening. And I will talk with you guys all next time on episode six. Bye fail my bad goodbye i just i just made that so much more awkward than it had to be i couldn't hit the stop button but goodbye thank you for listening love you